0: Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you all so much for the awesome day you've blessed us with and the awesome opportunity to be able to get into your house and study your word and help us now as we do that, to understand it, apply it in the right way, bring us closer to you and increase our trust and faith in you and your word through the whole process. Thank you so much as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Exploring the Word series, we'll turn to... The second letter of Peter, get right into it here. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. So he points out right here, this is addressed to the born-again Christians. As he continues, grace and peace be multiplied unto you, through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Emphasizing the point there of the importance of increased knowledge. We need to study as much as we can, to learn as much as we can about it. It is according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us "...to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligent, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience." And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity. These virtues, these qualities, these attributes that should be in a Christian life is what he's speaking of there. We need to pay attention that we always express these. Verse 8. For if these things be in you and abound... They make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. They become the evidence, they become the fruit and the expression of our knowledge of the Lord as our Savior. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things though ye know them, and be established in the present truth. It's interesting how he points out here, reminding you of what you should already know. It's basically what he's saying. Sometimes we've got to do that. We've got to remind ourselves of what we already know, but just reinforce it to make it stronger and, and establish that much more as our behavior Yea, I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle, speaking of his body, while he's on this planet in this form, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly I must put off my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ hath showed me. Because the Lord prophesied to him that he would be killed in his ministry. And, of course, we know through the history that Peter was executed and he was actually crucified around the same time that Paul was in Rome by Nero and he was crucified. He, he requested that he be crucified on a cross upside down rather than right side up because he didn't feel worthy to be crucified in the same manner as Jesus Christ. Moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be Able after my decease to have these things always in remembrance. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we make known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his ministry. Emphasizing, showing the credibility of his statements because he lived it, he saw it, he experienced it, he witnessed it. For he, Jesus Christ, received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. He witnessed that, heard that, when they were on what is known as the Mount of Transfiguration. that He got to experience that. And this voice which came from heaven we heard When we were with him in the Holy Mount, we have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. That verse 20 is a very profound statement. Let's read that again. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. You can look at this in two different ways. The first and primary one is that the entire Scripture all fits together. And it expresses things that can be tied to other areas in the Scriptures to link it all together to give you a clearer image. Not just to take out one scripture and build an entire belief system without anything else to back it up. Because everything has its backup throughout the scriptures is what he's saying. So it's not no single prophecy that would stand on its own. It all fits together. And then you can look at it also as that there's no private interpretation being or a private revelation in an individual, that there's only one person that has been given understanding and acknowledgement of a particular truth. No, it's given to all believers by the pathway of Holy Ghost. When they reach the point where they can understand a prophecy that is in the Scriptures, it will be given to them, revealed to them. But it's not just to them. It's been given to everyone that reaches that level of spiritual maturity as a Christian. Read 20 again. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Notice, that's the source, by the Holy Ghost. Not by the individuals, but by the Holy Ghost. What we have is a situation where you have individuals that through the time in the past and will increase the closer we get to the last days and during the last days of people rising up, presenting themselves as Christ or equal to Christ or as a prophet and try to come up with a new version, a new prophecy, a new revelation, a new gospel as he gets into that subject in chapter 2. But there were false prophets among the people. Even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. They deny Jesus Christ. They deny the deity of Jesus Christ, the importance of Jesus Christ, who he is, what he has done. And they twist it around and try to change history, try to change the records that we have for their own selfish gain. And they will, as it says there, bring to themselves swift destruction. talking about the judgments that will come upon them. They will be held accountable for such things. And those that follow such false teachings will be held accountable as well. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. See, that's one of the big clues there, is they speak evil of the truth that the Word of God has already pronounced, that's the first clue that you can see. And there are movements going around that are very prevalent today, very prominent, I should say, today, that are against all of the writings of Paul, for instance. They speak evil of Paul. That's a sure clue that they are of Satan and not of God, because they wouldn't go up against Paul or the Word of God if they were godly. So they speak evil of the Word of God. I have a relative that speaks very evil of the Word of God. He picks out bits and pieces that he wants to believe, and he says the rest of it you can't depend upon. He tries to throw the Old Testament out completely and takes bits and pieces of the New Testament and says, this is what I like and this I don't like. So he has built his own religion and his own God. Very sad situation. Verse 3, And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. Notice, there will be accountability. They will be held accountable for such actions, such behaviors, such beliefs. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overflow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. And delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them, and seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds." Showing us some of the histories, reminding us of the histories that are recorded in the Old Testament and emphasized once again and reminded in the New Testament. And they that have followed these false teachers deny the records of the Old Testament. They deny the records of the worldwide flood because that is evidence of the judgment of God. They don't want judgment, so they deny the facts that can be seen everywhere on the entire planet because they don't want to be held accountable. Verse 9, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. Accountability. Accountability. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government, presumptuous are they self-willed they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. This attitude is very prominent in the world today, very evident. you can't hardly even look at a news broadcast anymore, and without seeing something that would indicate that this right here is definitely going on, that there are people that have lifted up themselves more important than anything else. They deny governments, they deny the religious leaders, they deny God, and they speak evil of godly people. Whereas angels which are greater in power and might bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. But these... Speaking of these that are the riotous, anti-Christian, anti-government, the Antifa bunch and the Black Lives Matter bunch and all the white supremacist groups that they say exist and any contrary anarchist group. I mean, there's like 200 of them on a list and there's probably that many more or three or four times that many more around the world. So there's all kinds of varieties of... People that are just contrary troublemakers, they are basically at heart antichrist. Is, but these, as natural brute beasts, made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption. It's sad. We need to really be praying for them. We need to reach out and try to help them, get them out of that pathway before they wind up in that destruction. Verse 13, And shall receive the reward of unrighteousness as they that counted pleasure to riot in the daytime. Lots of riots going on. Quite the increase of riots going on around the world today. Spots they are and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery, and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls and heart that hath exercised with covetous practices, cursed children, which have forsaken the right way, And are gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Bozer, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. But was rebuked for his iniquity. The dumbass speaking with man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. If you remember when he was on that donkey and it it threw him off and and he actually told him, prophesied to him. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest, to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through much wantingness, those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. While they promise them liberty, They themselves are the servants of corruption, for of whom a man is overcome of the same is he brought in bondage. They love to recruit people. They really are making an effort to recruit the children these days and stirring them up. for if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ they are again entangled therein and overcome the latter end is worse than them with them than the beginning this is talking about those that have heard the gospel and have become antichrist because to be antichrist you got to in your heart deep in acknowledge the existence of god and the existence of Jesus Christ before you can deny the existence of Jesus Christ. So they've heard it because everyone on the planet, everyone, before they leave this world will be given a clear revelation of Jesus Christ. And it's whether they accept it or deny it. These have seen it, they heard it, they did not accept it, they denied it. So once they denied it, they became even more evil than they were before they were exposed to it. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. They know it, they've heard it, but they go contrary to it. That makes them even worse. But it is happened unto them according to the true proverb: the dog has turned to his vomit, his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Sad, sad situation for those folks, but we have the opportunity to shine the light of Jesus Christ, to share the love of Jesus Christ to everyone we encounter, even to those that we might consider that are part of this category, to part of this group. They need salvation. They need the Lord. So let's continue to pray for them, live the right, God-glorifying life in front of them, So that maybe someday, if it's not too late for them, that that they wake up, they see the light, and get saved. Because we can look back. There was a lot of evil folks that turned their lives around, got saved by the indwelling Spirit of the Holy Ghost. Look at Paul, for instance, like we were talking about earlier. He was a scoundrel. He was hunting down Christians to take them back to Jerusalem so they could get killed. That was pretty Irony fellow, but he became one of the greatest missionaries of all time. The apostle Paul, I mean, it's awesome. So he gave us an example that the ungodly can get cleansed and saved, so let's continue to pray for those. All right, now into chapter 3. This one speaks of some of those scoffers and false teachers, some of the beliefs and the denying of the scriptures. In chapter 3, This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. Notice, by way of remembrance. It would be awesome if we could remember everything that we've ever heard that has come out of the Word of God. To be able to read it and then remember it precisely, it would be awesome. That ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts. Notice, walking after their own lusts. They're in it for their own selfish gain. That's why they go against the Lord and think there's some profit in going against the Lord. And saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. They even will pick out things where the Lord says he's coming quickly and try to take it out of context and say, well, it must not be true because he didn't come very quickly. Not even knowing and understanding what he continues to teach right here. For this they willingly are ignorant of. Notice, willfully ignorant. They willingly do not know the truth. That by the word of God, the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. The heavens were of old. Jesus Christ spoke everything into existence. reads in the waters, speaking of the creation, where he divided the waters. And then he used those waters, as he continues, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. Then he gets into the flood, the worldwide flood. That's one of the primary areas where the Antichrist bunch will attack, saying that there has not been a worldwide flood. They come up with false teachings. Oh, it was just a local flood. And it just Noah got a few of his livestock on a little boat, and they went out, and then they come back after the flood. He teaches ridiculous, stupid stuff like that, ignoring the evidence that is all over the entire planet, like Buddy Davis sings, billions of dead things, laid down by water all over the world, all over the earth. So it's all over the earth, the highest mountains, the lowest valleys, you can find evidence of a worldwide flood. You ever take a, a airplane flight, you fly over certain areas, you can clearly see the earth was sculpted by a flood. You look at the maps of the depths of the ocean and the heights of the mountains and so forth, you can tell it was sculpted by a flood. A catastrophic event shaped this planet or reshaped this planet during and after the flood, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store. Notice, Jesus Christ created it, he reshaped it and judged it, and he is keeping it in store, reserved unto the fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. He's keeping it in store right now, he's keeping it functioning. In control, he's in control of every raindrop, all the temperatures. He is in clo- in control of the climate, not mankind, like the ignorant climate change people like to spew out. Jesus Christ is in, clo- in control of the climate, not mankind. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing: that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. Verse eight, speaking of how Jesus Christ is outside of time. He spoke time into existence. Therefore, a day, a thousand years means nothing when somebody is outside of time to him. But why has he waited? The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, his promise to come back and receive us to be with him, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So he's patiently awaiting for more, More of those ungodly folks that Peter was just talking about, to change their ways, to come to him before judgment. But the day of the Lord, the day of the Lord is that day of judgment, the final judgments upon all existence. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. Now that's a big bang that you can believe in. And the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. So the elements, it means the particles that everything is made up with are going to be melted away. Everything gone, vaporized. You have a false teaching out there that the earth is just going to be remodeled. And that's where we're going to live for eternity on the remodeled earth. No. They get the scriptures out of context concerning the millennial period. The Lord is going to restore this planet for the millennial period. But at the end of the millennial period, he does what he's talking about here. totally destroys everything. And we have a brand new heaven, a brand new earth, as he explains here. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, everything dissolved. What manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God? We're looking forward to it. We're anxiously awaiting it. We want it to happen right now. Wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Not a remodeled and a restored, no. New heavens and a new earth. It might be a billion times bigger than the one we got right now. We don't know. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. How do you do that? By confessing your sins. Like 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's how you're found without spot and blameless. Stay prayed up. As it continues, 2 Peter 3, verse 15. In account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you. Peter acknowledging Paul and the importance of Paul's writings. So those Antichrist bunch that I spoke of earlier that are going up against Paul would now have to go up against Peter as well, because Peter is endorsing Paul. As also in all his epistles, the writings of Paul, speaking in them of things in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures. Unto their own destruction. Notice, those that go up against the writings of Paul as well as other scriptures are doing it to their own destruction. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware, lest ye also being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. This is a caution going out to those believers. Be careful, don't be led away by those false teachers but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Some awesome words there. Some awesome teaching. And a wondrous event taking place. The new heaven and the new earth that He's speaking of there. What we have to look forward to. So be ready for it. And as he said there in verse 14 again, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. In peace, without spot and blameless. That's what we've got to work for, to always stay without spot and blameless. Pray and keep it prayed up. Ask for forgiveness, he'll wash it clean bring into the family, adopt you into the family, and guide and protect you. So let's seek the knowledge that can be given to us through studying the Word and through listening to the Holy Ghost so we can grow closer and closer to the Lord and be a beacon out in the world to share the light of Jesus Christ so more can see the correct pathway to come to Him so they can overcome the false teachings and those lustful people out there that are just doing things for their own pleasure. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for the writings that we have been able to study here. So many awesome words of wisdom. Help us to really understand them. encourage us to go out and share them with others as well. And help us always stay hungry to dig in there to find that message you want us to receive and let us apply it in the right way. We thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to be a part of your work to reach those out there that need to be reached. Thank you once again as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen.